Friends, a podcast where two friends share tips and experiences from our own writing journeys. All right. Welcome back to Aspiring Authors Podcast, everyone. I'm Lorna and this is Hayley. Hiya. <laughs> uh, how are you doing love how has your week been has it been a good week or a bad week for writing um I think it's been a good week overall I've been writing a little bit on the new book but I've been editing more I've got my head back into the editing so I've printed off the pages and I've just been editing as I've been going really so I think overall it's been quite a good writing editing week how's yours been uh yeah same I've been pretty chuffed I've had um I've not dedicated whole days to it but I've had about three or four days where I've been able to uh, spend time on writing uh, well it's actually not writing it's editing so I'm still there and I'm about halfway through editing this novel and um really really enjoying it still I'm waiting till I get to the middle part where I know I've kind of gone a bit mm, a bit uh, unsure of where the plot was really going but right now it seems to be flowing quite well that I'm not doing a whole lot of editing which is weird um, but I'm really I, I was so chuffed with the amount of work I did this week compared to last week so um, no this week's been good Good. Pat on the back to both of us then. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't happen very often, does it? There's always one of us that's like, oh, no, I should be doing more. But no, this is this has been good. Yeah, it's been quite good because I've been going through um, my old book and everything, uh, Rope Walk, and yeah, it's interesting going back through it because I haven't... I sent it off to my editor friend um, back in August, so I haven't read it through for months. So it's interesting to go through it as a reader as well. So I just noticed behind you, is that your post-its um, behind you, you're plotting? Oh, on the scope? Um, yes, that's my post-its on my fridge. Uh, but they're not for for my actual story that I'm doing now. They're just the, the general ones that you should do for every story. So, yes, they're just like oh, all the plot they're the points. Beats. Yeah, and the breakdown and what it's asking you to... Um, yeah, I keep them laid up all the time. I So just whenever I'm passing, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's there's my... For my next story, I'll um, let that kind of percolate, but... I don't think I have an idea for my next story as yet. But that's fine. I think an idea will come because with the NaNoWriMo one, I had about a few weeks and a story came into my head. So um, I think if I focus, then I can I can get there. I think they're good to have anyway, just as little reminders. It gets you thinking about it, even when you're editing or writing, don't they? Mm. If you just look at it and you see it somewhere, you see it all the time, you go, oh, yes, that's the next bit I need to do. Yay. Or, you know what, when I'm editing, I need to work on um, the mid middle point. There's not enough turning or something like that. It's keeping you in that zone. Yeah. At the moment, I've got an actual 
I've got a beta reader um, going through my novel and it's male. And so um, it's, it's kind male. of the same age. Um, <laughs> and I never thought, yeah, um, <laughs> I never thought it would be his cup of tea, but he seems to be really responding to it and he likes um, the character arcs and the way it's plotting and the twists um, because he knows nothing about it. He was just intrigued and he's thinking about doing writing himself and so we kind of started talking about it so and he offered to read it and it's just been interesting again to see what another person's view on it and how your story works and it is a massive confidence boost when (laughs) a job Joe Bloggs kind of person starts to really enjoy you reading your writing and wants to read it and keeps asking for the next part and the next part that is and it's a man it's some it's a type of person that I know your style of book it's not really something a, a guy I would have thought a guy would be reading so that must be like he must see something in the story that is keeping him there and that's that's great hun yeah, he said it's, um, it is a page turner, which is a massive compliment. Yeah, it's just fascinating, really. Analyzing what the reader likes, really, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. It's um, a new part of the journey for you. Yeah, yeah, because it's challenging. Um, I did a one, the one page punch up, and you're over analyzing. I mean, we'll get to it soon ish. Um, submitting to agents and stuff, but this gave me the oh, first. Oh, do you mean the synopsis? And taster. No, this is like the first page of your novel. I'm also I hype about bestseller experiment, but I'm also part of the group, so I'm a big fan of theirs, and I'm part of the Facebook group. And you get to hand in a one-page punch-up, so they've got in a editor from um, Orient and they're doing basically if they pick you they read your first page of your novel so I've been editing that to go okay am I yeah so a few people are doing this this kind of thing yeah seems to be uh it seems to be a little bit of trend going on at the moment in the the writing world yeah but it's also it's it's fascinating as well because when you haven't actually submitted to an agent yet, it kind of gives you a feel of what it is, but it also makes you second guess every single word that you write. And it's like, okay, and I was analyzing it for days, my first opening paragraph. It's like, am I telling too much? Am I showing not enough? What works, what doesn't? So, yeah. It's just been a lot of analysing this past week. Now, we are getting a bit distracted here. So yes, yeah, sorry, I'm waffling. Characters, <laughs> you never do that. Um, <laughs> I love you. Um, so kind. Yeah, so we're talking, about, we're talking about characters and how we come up with characters and, yeah, all that jazz. So how do you plan a character? Okay. So you're throwing it at me first. Uh, <laughs> I sure um, So I plan... I plan it all around my central character, my protagonist. So 
it's all about her journey, her arc, what she needs to learn, what's her faults, what's her strengths, and how she fits into the story, or how the story fits around her. So I always start off with her as, or him, and then I kind of think, okay, what's part of the story, who else is going to be an A character or a B character. So who's at the forefront of the story, who's part of the main plotting Ooh. points, or who's um, a supporting character but supports them through it and gets them through the B story, which is more the emotional story um, and the underlying current. So, yeah, I kind of work it out all around them as a central belt and then really analyzing who needs to be involved in it, who doesn't, who, because the last thing sometimes you want is that you add a character in and then you realize this character is just useless. They're not adding anything to the story and I have to delete them from it. And then you have to go through the whole book deleting them bit by bit. Otherwise, as a reader, you're going through it and you're going, why am I um, reading about this person? And they just suddenly disappear. It's just like, yeah. That makes you disengage. So I think you really have to plan out your characters. What do you do for your um, character, your main character? Now, this is... I think we could talk about this for a long time. Many podcasts later. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, How can you just plan out your, your characters? So take me through it. What do you do exactly? How do you come up with the idea and if you come up with the idea how do you do you put it down onto paper or do you type it up do you draw it out do you just visualize it like what how do they come about I for me personally I do a spider diagram I have like a small snippet of a story in my head what I'd like to be about and then form some sort of hook that we're still (laughs) working on in our books um so I then kind of come up with a hook idea and so I've got a kind of a main theme and there's always for me so far it's been a main woman because I'm a woman and I feel a bit more confident from that but I also think there needs to be more strong female role models in literature as well so um you can never get too many of them. Um, and so mine is always about the central woman so far. And I go back over it and go, okay, how old is she? What's, who's her relationship? What journey is she going on? Um, and then I work in it, the general points, and I will just spider diagram it, go, okay, what's my plot points? What's the character like? And then during the plotting process I work on the character arcs so first book I wrote mine was I was going through it and I was just like okay so what does what's her faults what does she need to learn what's her belief structure that needs to be altered or changed possibly if that's what she needs to do um what is she striving towards and um so it was all kind of those questions about her arc and um 
yeah, all about those elements and then you're kind of filling in the gaps. And so you do that for the main one and then I do that for, okay, so who's the other main person? So is it a love interest? Is it a friendship? Is it a parent role? And then you kind of do an arc for them as well so that for you could do like a timeline throughout the whole novel it was like okay they're at this point at this bit at the beginning they're at this point in the middle and they're at this point at the others lost Ooh. the battle scene and then when they've won the war they're at this point in their emotion the character arc how do you do it that's interesting and i might give that uh, a go the spider diagram spider diagrams yeah and to continue it along with the story if you're you're plotting it out or just you know how it's all plotted but you're just um summarizing the story like for yourself yeah Uh, I think they could become useful on either side of the page when you're sketching that out so I might I might look at that further um I write down each character name first and their style of personality their weaknesses strengths uh you know whether if they're organized and a control freak but caring and loving um what they look like as well I'll write down because that's something I keep forgetting with characters um you know at the the beginning I'll be like okay I know exactly how they look and then you forget that once you're like in the middle, and all the characteristics disappear in my head. So I need to have somewhere to go to see that. So generally I write out um, just bullet points or paragraph for each character. And the last one I did was actually, um, it's not based on Jane Austen at all, but I kind of thought, oh, a quick way to do this, I think, would be, are these characters like any Jane Austen characters? Um, <laughs> just so I can instantly like go, oh yeah, okay, I know that that style, and then I can write more about their personality. So uh, yeah, each character has something of a Jane Austen character in them. Um, yeah, so for example, the love interest Callum is like the persuasion Mister Fe- Frederick Wentworth who's actually my favourite Jane Austen (laughs) man, if I'm willing to (laughs) divulge that. I don't know who your favourite one is. Spoiler. (laughs) I don't have one. Mine's Bronte. Hayley, you're useless. Um, He is mine, hands down. I I love them all equally. (laughs) Then, yeah, I do. Th- I just go through those, pl- those points and with the main protagonist. And this one here is about a uh, girl and her sisters. So I really wanted the, the dynamics to be interesting and for them to be conflicting because that's what family's all about, isn't it? You get on, but you are so different um, at the same time. Uh, So I I really wanted to tackle that. 
But I think also, I think that's very true. But you also have conflict in your story. Because if everything goes nicey-nicey, mm. no one's going to be interested in it. I mean, everyone has exactly. conflict in their life. Sometimes all the time, sometimes here and there. But there's always conflict. And I think if you don't have conflict in your story at some point, either a major conflict or a, just a small one, then it doesn't, it's not going to ring true. So I think you have to have some sort of conflict in it. And it's part of the learning mm. process, isn't it, for the character? Well, isn't, doesn't every story have conflict? Yeah, exactly. Even um, little children's stories, maybe, you know, nothing too dramatic happens, but something happens. <laughs> yeah. Like they come across a, they're walking and they come across a river, so they have to go around the river or, yeah, something. You read children's stories more than I do, so I don't know. I'm sure there is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's cool. Yeah, so it's really, for me, I just write, write it all out. Um by pen the ca- different characters and just just for that one my last um novel i used i experimented with using uh jane austen characters from different novels um and who the people might be um but do you follow personality types um do you follow that 16 personality types at all have you heard of this um, I've heard a little bit about it, but no. Okay, so I've come across this, and a few writers use this as their guideline for coming up with characters. It's called the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, and they were like a mother and daughter in the early 20th century, and they came up with 16 personality types that they think everyone um, is. Everyone is under one of these 16 personality types. And I hadn't really looked at it before, but I had heard of authors talk about this before. So I was really interested, Haley. And I did ask you <laughs> if you had a look at the 16 personality I types. I did. But the image wasn't too Did clear. Did you have any glance? Yeah. I could work out what it was, but I couldn't read the boxes on the image. Oh, awesome. Okay, so what what do you think you are from this? Because this could take forever if I went through each personality type. So I thought it, it might would. be interesting to hear what you think you are, and then I'll say what I think you are, <laughs> and then we'll do it the opposite way around. And then we'll do the opposite way around. Did you see one that I could be? Um, yeah, wait a minute. Just give me. All right, a... awesome. I'm really thinking about using this for my next novel. So I'm gonna I'm gonna experiment for the next novel this process of the sixteen personality types. So I would have said <laughs> I was the. I N F P. You think you are the I N F P? Yeah. Okay, so that is sensitive, creative, idealistic, perceptive, caring, lawyer, loyal, value inner harmony and personal growth, focus on dreams and personalities. I think I saw that one and I thought that did sound like you, 
but <laughs> but what steered me away from that one was was um sensitive i don't i don't think you're too too sensitive like some people which is a good quality of yours so i no i i think all the rest sound like you but not that word i wouldn't i would have used another word to describe your personality Okay, so what other word would you have oh, used? Oh, okay, so what did I... Okay, yeah. Um, I have done two, actually, for you. So I did the ISTJ, which is... The ISTJ is responsible, sincere, analytical, reserved, realistic, systematic, hardworking, and trustworthy with sound practical judgment. That, alongside... The ISFJ, which is warm, considerate, gentle, responsible, pragmatic, thorough, devoted caretaker who enjoys being helpful to others. So I think you've got two. (laughs) (laughs) Because you you are practical. You're a dreamer, but you get stuff done. And... Yeah, and you take criticism and you're not so sensitive as some other people's people that you need to tiptoe around. So I would say that that for you. Um so for me, oh yeah, I pick two as well. And God, maybe that's one of my things, indecisive. Indecisive. <laughs> um, <laughs> ESFJ is what I've selected for me, which is Friendly, outgoing, reliable, conscientious, organized, practical, seek to be helpful and please others. Enjoy being active and proactive. Yeah, that definitely sounds like you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And then I got ENFP. No, actually, okay, the other one was enthusiastic, creative, spontaneous, optimistic, supportive, playful, value, inspiration, enjoy starting new projects and see potential in others yeah i mean that's the thing you have aspects of all of those but the one that you said first i would have said Uh uh-huh that's the one i picked that one all right cool yeah but the thing is you have other the other aspects as well being um loving creative Mm. uh, projects so it's the problem i I have with that, I think it's good to kind of narrow down your field, but you can't, yeah. no one can put baby in the corner. And no, just no one can on absolutely categorise one person because exactly. they all sound great qualities, but I have a lot of bad qualities too. I just like to pretend I don't have them. <laughs> When you're writing the book, <laughs> when you're writing one of the bad qualities, uh, let's go through our bad qualities. Yeah, no, okay, we're not we're not playing that game. No, um, that's just a kind of worm. I think it gives you a starting point for yeah, characters. Definitely. So if you're like, oh, I've no idea where to even start. Do I think about film characters or? Um, maybe I've read a book before with a good character that I could get inspired from from that or. You know, it just gives you a starting point, I, w- I would say. How do you find character? And So we're um, talking about personality types. I think it's like you said, you kind of draw from 
experience of what is other books and films and stuff you do get inspired by those and you kind of or you see an actor sometimes when you think of writing the character that helps you to visualize it but I think I get mostly inspired by just everyday people if you're out and about and you're working and you're meeting people there is so many different characters or people out there and you could steal one bit from one person, one bit from another, and then one bit from another person and just kind of put them together and you've suddenly got a mongrel of a character. It's making that believable that's hard. Yes, making because it. then I think you have to have that then truth to it. So I think it's certain aspects that remind you of different other people, but you put it together to form their own person and their own personality. Mm. And I think it's their belief system. So if they have a certain way of thinking and that's the driving force through the book, um, then that's the main element. It's not about their personality, it's about the belief system that you're trying to shift in the book. For my first book, I would say my first character is, um, she's strong-minded, she's opinionated, she but she wants to escape, she doesn't want to be trapped, um, she's nice-natured and everything. So there's different elements of her that you also, by creating a backstory, adding depth to it and so okay if she's faced this element in her past how will that reflect her in this present moment that I'm writing so you've always got if you create a whole person then you've got the different elements in it and then you also have to think about the other characters that are alongside of it so if you've got parental figures how are those parents influencing your character? If you've got friends, how are those friends influencing that character? And also, how does it reflect in their personality at that point? So, and then you've also got to think about the antagonist who's going through the arc of the story and how do they bring out certain elements within your character, just like you would in your everyday life. So if you've got your own family, how do they bring out certain sides? Are you on edge or do, are you relaxed? If you've got a boyfriend-girlfriend, are you tense around them or are you at home with them? Um, if you're, you've also got, you're a worker, you're a mother, you're a friend, you're a lover, you're a, everything like that. You've got so many different hats on, but there's also a true f- thread of you going through your life that's always you. The biggest part I would say is the flaws of your character. Like we were talking about earlier, you have to have a flaw running through it. No one likes someone who's perfect. In real life or in a novel, no one likes someone perfect. So what are their flaws? What are they trying to learn from? What are they trying to overcome and move forward from? So what do you... So do you take from anyone in... (laughs) Anyone knowing you? um, From everyday (laughs) life? Or do you mostly create the character? I don't know how to answer this. The truth, Um... the truth. (laughs) (laughs) there are a few people yes I have taken from um, different areas of my life and maybe made them 
just li- yeah, just a little. They're not fully anybody that I know any of these characters, but the initial, the initial coming up with the idea and who I saw in my head. Um, yes, I do have people from my life that have um, inspired these these characters. Like for instance, with the love interest, like I, um, yes, there are there was a person, but then from that, other characteristics from other people that I thought were appealing, I have put into that person as well. Um, so it was really fun coming up with the the love interest because <laughs> you're like, ooh, what kind of kind of guy do I? Uh, want for my protagonist Mm. Uh, I really enjoyed coming up with that and I'm enjoying reading it right now that's good though some steam that's the thing is if you enjoy writing it and then you enjoy reading it and everything then fingers crossed your readers will feel the same um it is interesting and it's quite exciting having creating some sort of love interest whether or not they're pivotal to the story or if they're just kind of a side character it's still that interesting to do it but you write women's fiction so it's a bit more pivotal and to be honest it has been a bit more pivotal in mind there's a lot of suspense and there's a bit of political intrigue and everything in mind but there is that thread that goes through it that's Everything kind of revolves around, yeah. And it's the same with life, though, to be honest, isn't it? Everything in life happens around the thread of finding a special someone, so... It's what do you value in life? So, you know, we could be different to other people, but I do value love and family and career. Yeah. But career was the first... Well, career wasn't the first, but career was pretty high up there. But now um, I see more than just a career, it's uh, engaging a lasting career, something that, sustainable career, just something that can take you through that you'll still enjoy, but I don't see it as like what I once, I wanted such success and I wanted to be at the top, but now I don't really have that drive anymore, but I want to do well, but I want it to last I don't want to just have, like, my five minutes of fame. and So it's what matters to you. But love does matter to me, as corny as it sounds. And No, that's not corny at all. Because it's, yeah. it's love in different ways, isn't it? It's love of yeah. family. It's love of your other half. Friends. It's mm-hmm. love, uh, yeah, your friendships. Um, it's love of your family pets. It's love of your children. It's, it just, it's love isn't it and it's I think it does help to make the world go around but then you've got the also the dark side of life and I think that's what gives it isn't it the light and the dark in any story in everyone's lives you always have a light and a dark and I think for to show the real darkness of something you have to have the light to that shines through it to have that contrast so Lorna, what would your tips be to our fellow podcast listeners for creating the authentic character arc? Mm. I really enjoy this question. I have quite a few tips, okay? 
Okay. And the first Little one, people. prepare yourselves, okay? If you're finding yourself stuck on characters and you can't maybe visualize them, you know, they're just words on a paper, on paper. My big tip is Pinterest. Go on Pinterest, create an account. You don't have to show anybody this. This is just for you. And I'm sure people know what Pinterest is, but if you don't, it's you can pin, you can take different pictures of everything across the internet and put it onto your own board. Um, so this has been so useful for me, which I've done for my characters from my novel. So I have my my two novels, I have a Pinterest board for both. And... I have used like actors maybe that I can see as those characters or they might just be random people or or maybe models that have been in a magazine and they're standing in front of, I don't know, a, a shop in the Highlands and I'm like, oh wow, I could just see that as a scene. I'm going to use that. Um, and this has been so useful for me with the characters because now I see that actor and it just helps me continue writing so yes create a board I would say that is a really useful tip and and I do um that is a good one yeah even things like how they dress in the photo you might not have considered really how this person is going to dress so that also um helps I find. Um, so check out Pinterest. I have Pinterest. I think I'm just under Lorna Gillis clothing. I should just be under Lorna Gillis. So search and I will, you'll see my business, which will have lots of coats and jackets, but there are um, two boards there, one called the my West Coast novel and the other called On the Edge, which... I have a board for it as well. And that is set in Orkney. So there's lots of images of Orkney and get, gives you a feel. But it also shows you, as an example, what I do. Okay, that's my first tip. Also, I would say when you're coming up with the characters and you've got them drawn them drawn out, you've come up with bullet points of their, their style of character... Put down the types of words that they might use or the phrases that they might um, generally use because we all have different ways of saying things. Like, I find I say words like hassle and burach I've been saying a lot this week. You know, I don't know if other people really say those words. So I would, I would write that down under the character just so you get a feel of that character. Um, yeah, and for, like, my husband, like, says words like mighty and devil a bit, which <laughs> I never, never would say. Yeah, it's just interesting all all the different ways we, we speak, you know, we do, we're all from different cultures and things. But with me and my last novel, you know, it's a family, but yet... I'm getting them to use different words all the time, just so you can then get a feel for them. Um, but yeah, I need a bigger vocabulary, um, more than hassle and burach. So we'll see. 
but those those are my tips. <laughs> Pinterest and writing down um, phrases and words that your characters will say to differentiate them. What would you have as tips on writing an authentic character? So I have about seven just little bullet point tips I was going through. So what number one would be their shining personality traits. So think about what is their ultimate traits, what shines through, what makes them different. Um, number two, explain why. If they're a negative character or there's negative aspects to the character, explain why there are in your story, in your novel. Don't just presume that the reader knows it, but explain it. So give them a backstory, but not tell them the, everyone the backstory, but kind of thread it in there, why they behave that way. Number three, um, the characters in the novel um, can be a reflection on the belief rather than the personality. So the arc is more the belief than the personality and you're going through it. So number four is explain and create what the character, the main character is driving towards. Okay, so you're kind of breaking it down as we talked in before in plotting the beats you're kind of theme stating what is their issue what are they working towards they can either sometimes they say it but you normally want another outsider saying it kind of stating it sometimes they know what they're driving towards but sometimes they don't sometimes they have an idea what it is but it's nowhere near that it's what they want rather than what they need Number five, does your character have a flaw, a problem? Because no one wants a perfect character. So what is their problem? What is What are they trying to mend in themselves? And it could be um, also what are they fighting against? It could be themselves they're fighting against or their um, nature or it could be another person so they're always kind of a conflict with something or someone um number six would be what makes your character unique that's a big one there has been so many times since humanity has started and we've started painting pictures on a cave wall that we're kind of telling the same stories and that's fine because you do, and that's comforting, and a lot of people will reflect on similar stories from each other. But what makes yours unique? What makes your character unique? What angle are you giving them? What voice are you giving them? Why does someone want to pick up your book instead of someone else's? So I think that's the biggest thing, is making them unique and stand out, and give them their own individual voice, and your own voice will come through that. And number seven is more of a practical note that I've learned through my own ordeal is that this isn't really to do with a character arc, but more of a, um, a plotting tip or a writing tip is that have a notebook and when you're writing, if you create another Joe Bloggs shopkeeper person or a boss of you the dad or the love interest or something like that just the random little small characters make a note who they are what chapter you wrote it in and what background what relevance do they have to the rest of the story 
and what linkage do they have to the main character? Because you will come across that a couple of chapters down the line, you're reflecting on that, and you go, oh, what was that name? And you have to troll through the back, the whole of your book, and go, okay, what chapter was that in? What um, name? What link does it have? What? How did I describe them? So if you've got it in a notebook next to you when you're writing or editing, then you can just reflect onto that bit. That's my biggest thing. I've learned through that um, tip. Um, but yeah, so they're my top tips. Well done, they were good. So, recommendation time! Recommendation time! <laughs> um, I'm listening to Writer's Routine. It's a podcast... And I'm really loving it at the moment. Um, I'm so chuffed I found it. It's uh, There's so many episodes. He's been The presenter has been doing this for years now. So I have ba- quite a backlog of episodes to go through. But yeah, he interviews authors, some really big established authors, uh, about their process and... Each author is so different to each other. It's just um, fascinating to listen to. He starts off each episode by asking the author what their writing room looks like. So where are they when he's talking to him? What, what do their surroundings look like in the room that they write in every day? Which, yeah, really intriguing to listen to because... They would mention, oh, I've got a bookshelf here on my right or I've got, and I've got a painting of such and such here on my left and I'm looking out into my garden and you just visualise where they are. And then from that, he then asks them all manner of questions on their, their writing styles. or I think he really focuses on a certain type of area in their writing and then we'll ask them questions on that. Um, I particularly loved Val McDermott interview. Who's a Scot? Oh, she's a um, thriller queen. Yeah, and yeah, she writes crime thrillers. Yeah, I don't know if I, I must have read one of her books because when she was talking, um, yeah, I really recognise her name, and I must have read one of her books because she's a big name, and. Um, also, women's fiction romance author Lucy Whitehouse. She was a very good listen as well. I would recommend that. It's called Writer's Routine, and it's a podcast. So, enjoy. Cool. I'm going to check that out. That sounds good. I need a new one to listen to. Um, oh, yeah. So, mine would be YouTube this week. And I really like watching listening sometimes um ellen brock so she's an american um editor and agent and stuff like that and she gives you just top tips they're not too long they're about 10 15 minutes um and yeah she just kind of goes through it all just gives you top tips really good advice sometimes you do watch um some youtube videos and Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it's not a your cup of tea. But the advice that she gives is pretty damn sound. And she talks about 
character arcs like we've been talking about. Um, she also talks about story, plotting, why people might like it, why they might not like it, and what's in vogue. And she does a whole kind of series of elements of it. I think one was um, like a writer's retreat one. So it was all about characters. So I would, yeah, I would recommend her. She's, if you've just got a couple of 15 minutes spare while you're doing the dishes, just shove her on in the mm. background and, yeah, it's quite easy to listen to. That's what I do, awesome. if that gives you any <laughs> indication. <laughs> My quiet time well, when I'm cooking and doing dishes and everything, I put on podcasts and YouTube videos and I close the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, next week, Hayley, we're going to chat about love interest, writing the love interest. And things like how do you decide what traits a love interest is going to have? How do you make the reader swoon? Um, (laughs) Oh, I'm looking forward to this one. This is is going to be a nice meaty one. So we've kind of touched a bit about it um, on this episode. But yeah, we're going to a deep dive about the love interest. But yeah, awesome. if you have any questions or any tips about characterization or character arcs, then throw us a line over on Twitter on Aspiring Author Pod, um, or even send us an email at aspiringauthors at outlook.com as well. So send us a little message. We'd love to hear from you. Join our gang. All right, Haley. on that note, yeah we'll we'll see you i'll see you all next week yes we'll speak to you soon (laughs) bye bye thanks for listening to aspiring authors you can find us on twitter at aspiring authors pod Credit goes to Josh Woodward for our theme music, Once Tomorrow.